ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas, everyone. Now, here's Bentley. Thanks, Santa. What's up, my chaotic crew? Bentley Michaels here. Hey, we hope you all are going to have a wonderful holiday season. If you want to sneak away from your family tomorrow, by tomorrow, I mean this, if you download this on Monday, you know, sneak away, have a little Christmas present, just just us with a big old bowl of mashed potatoes and gravy. Uh, you know, we hope you have a great holiday season. Uh, if, uh, you know, we hope your Hanukkah was great. Hey, if you're just a person that deserves presents, well, gosh darn it, I hope you get a whole bunch of presents. And our present to you, as I've been saying, this Thursday, belated Christmas gift babies, Josh Lorimer of the Sneak Attack Podcast, who played Greg, who created the Titans of Altera. It's my almost two-hour interview. I think it's just a little under two hours with him. We talk about all sorts of stuff. So, until then, oh, D&D, oh, D&D, now listen to this music. In a vast landscape full of adventurers, you are now listening to the world of Chaotic Amateurs. And welcome back to Chaotic Amateurs in this very special edition solo dash uh, dash Paleus episode. I am your host and DM for this, Bentley Michaels, across from me. We have the ever elusive. Yeah, no, I I escape people. <laughs> <laughs> your name is? Dash is Paleus Ian Earth. Yeah, and where we last left uh, uh, Dash and, and his crew, uh, Paleus... With the help of uh, of Dip, who uh, you know started Australian and turned into Bad Michael Caine, uh, and and uh, and and Strolgon, they got back Gromok, uh, Grogox, and Terid's uh, younger brother, who was on the Howling Knight, the ship of Roland the Red. Uh, Strolgon straight up, uh, you know, uh, arrowed uh, somebody right off. Uh, you used some distraction uh, with some gold and stuff like that. And uh, then you snuck aboard the ship. And, uh, you know, d- uh, Dip doing a gainer down into the... Dip, wily little <laughs> character he is. <laughs> and uh, and you guys made your way back through the town. And they, they're very happy. You guys have retreated uh, into uh, into the bar for the evening, in which you had much merriment, much uh, much drinks going around, and that sort of thing. It is now the morning. Uh, Paleus, you uh, you wake up with your head on the bar. Uh, uh, Tarot is like in a booth. You know, everyone uh, everyone had a had a good time celebrating last night, and and Grocock's not normally like that. You know, she she's a woman of business, and she knows how to, you know, run run the business correctly. But uh, uh, you know, she was very happy to see her brothers, and uh, you guys awaken to a pounding not only in your heads but at the front door, which is still barred, and the adventure begins. Oh, 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 what is that? Oh my, holy, oh, okay, is that in my head? Anyone else hear that? It is pounding. And Tara is kind of like, what's going on? Oh man. And Grogog is like, oh, it's probably the people who want breakfast. Uh, We have regulars and they open. So she goes over and- Wait, wait. That might be rolling the red. I'm just saying we did just steal one of his prisoners. You got a little peephole? Take a little peek poo. She's like, she's like, she's like, he doesn't know anything about us. Oh, Grogok. No. And then she, she do, and as if you had clairvoyance, (laughs) the door kicks in, kicks open. And kind of like uh, uh, bangs uh, uh, Grogok, and and she kind of stumbles backwards, and in walks Roland the Red, his his wear tiger, uh, which I don't think anybody's ever asked the name of yet. No, uh, no one has asked the, his name. 
and uh, and then uh, a couple of other, uh, you know, because uh, you you straight up fire fire uh, incinerated one of them. So now, at least one, yeah, yeah. So now he's only got five lackeys instead of six, and uh, he uh, um, he's like looks around. He's like, oh, everybody's a bit uh, hungover, huh? Celebrating something, perhaps. Well, I don't know if you remember when we first met, but I'll kind of celebrate every You're the night. fire guy. I mean, faces are hard to place in places like this, so am I or don't know? Uh, it's hard to really tell, I think. And plus, you look a little worse for the wear, so maybe you're hungover as well. You know what? We're all hungover, so let's all just grab a drink and just keep this party going. Where is he? Because uh, Gromok isn't out there. Uh, he went back to uh, he went back to their actual uh, uh, yeah. their actual home. Uh, he was escorted home by by Dip and Strolgon, and then you guys just kind of stayed there and tied one on. Uh, where is he? Are you talking about the good time? Because it looks like it's right here. So let's go ahead, Grogok. Let's get around for more fellas here. And uh, hoping to keep the peace, she runs behind the bar and starts pouring out ales. And uh, and they all kind of saddle up to the bar. And uh, he takes a couple swigs and he's like, you know, the damnedest thing happened last night. Two of my guards, well, they used to be of my guards said that there was somebody screaming about gold uh, down by the ships late at night and we fished out one of my men with an arrow in his throat floating next to the boat lo and behold your little brother is missing from the bottom of my ship, and here you are, all hungover. So I'm just trying to put uh, one and one together to make two. And uh, Peleus uh, walks over and kind of nonchalantly just kind of puts his arm on his uh, shoulder and goes, uh, Well, you know, that's the pirate life, right? You know, it's always like, oh, I think I got everything, and then all of a sudden... Another pirate comes aboard and just does some crazy stuff, but nothing weird here. We're all totally normal. Nothing happened and he here. He grabs you <laughs> by like you know he grabs like the your your either side of your jacket and he kind of like brings it together and then lifts you up so he sees you eye to eye because he's you know he's taller he's tall, than you. Yeah, he's way huge. But I do like the fact that like your arm was probably like way up on top of. It your was shoulder. more like on the side of his arm because <laughs> he's way taller than me. And. uh and he goes, you know, ever since you came to town, there's been trouble. And I kind of like things the way they were. So, I'm going to give you a couple of options. One, I kill you right now. Or two, you leave and never come back. And so he's just sort of... Uh, holding you there and you can sort of feel this intense heat coming out of his nostrils and as if for just a little bit effect. It's like two little lighter sized things of poofs of fire come out of his nose. And uh, I'm going to roll for... What's your passive AC? Oh, my AC? Yeah, you're just your normal, sorry. Passive oh. AC, what am I talking my about? My passive... Yeah, Sorry, I was thinking passive perception, but I mean your AC. Like what? what it's is, twelve. Twelve. Okay. Well, then with a fourteen, he singes your eyebrows a little bit. Ow, that hurt. <laughs> All right. How about this? A third option. I know it's not one of your original two. All right, let's parlay here. All right, and I offer a grim reaper. And even though there's only, <laughs> uh, what is it? Nine people in there. Um, he like lets go of you, and you drop down about a foot and a half, Ugh. and the and the room is kind of quiet. 
and then he just starts laughing and his other pirates again start laughing you know as if on cue they're like okay he's like you want to challenge me to a grim reaper yeah that's what i said yep Mm -hmm. i'm certain of it we've been aboard your ship and you want to put that ship against the one that's my you've seen mine well i mean we don't have any definitive proof that i've seen yours you seem to still be speculating, and I'm taking a firm stance that we were here drinking all night. But yes, I'll challenge you to a Grim Reaper, and an oil my ship don't look like much, but trust me, alright, she gets the job done, alright. She's a tough old broad. When do you want to do it? You name the time and place, buddy. It seems to be your world we're living in, so... This is going to take a while to set up, of course. Right, right. And you don't mind if I handle the course? Go ahead. Do whatever you have to do, Roland. All right. Tomorrow, nine, when the sea is glassy, be in the port that you've never been to before, where my ships are parked. All right, nine's a little early, but... Be there. I'll I'll show up. Yep. And uh, he drinks the entire uh, mug of ale, as do the rest of his guys. And he just kind of throws the tankard on the floor, and they kind of clang because they're metal. And uh, they all walk out, and he's kind of chortling to himself. He's like, going to challenge me to a Grim Reaper. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and everyone's kind of like, yeah, you're the best, boss. You know. There's <laughs> <laughs> just little lackeys. Yeah. No, John, you're the best, boss. You're going to kill him. And um, uh, Tarid comes over to you and he's like, what do you think you're doing? What? I'm saving the day. Look, I'm a trying A Grim to ch- Reaper, like, he has a full-on actual-sized pirate ship. Okay, I'll take immediate offense, or I've got a pretty good ship over there. Your ship is amazing. I'm not. Thank I'm you? just saying that it's a quarter the size of his and built for max eight people. He has an mm-hmm. entire crew working on his. That's 20, 30 people. You bring up some excellent points. However... Or have to do this, okay? Or feel like it has become my responsibility. I kind of got you guys into this a little bit, yeah? So, I think it should be me who gets you guys out. Well. I did get your younger brother back, eh? And uh, Grogok puts a, a, a stein on uh, on the uh, uh, on the uh, uh, on the counter and. It's got a little uh, celery si- sticking out of it. It's uh, it's got a couple of green olives on top, and it's a you know what would be like a twenty four ounce stein or something, with some red liquid in it, and uh, you see her put a little bit of hot sauce, sprinkle a little pepper on top of it. And she goes, "Drink this. It's gonna write you. It's my morning cure for what we did last night." Ah, perfect. A bloody Judy. <laughs> and he th- he throws it back. Tarrant says to you, in order for you to do this Grim Reaper, you're going to you're gonna need other people on your ship. That's true, I don't have a crew. Now you're gonna need somebody big like me to man the cannons. Do it. Okay. Um I know this isn't going to be a popular option, but Grogok. We should enlist Gromok. He's been on a ship recently. He's very, and they start arguing about it. And uh, and she's like, "We just got him back. I don't want to, you know." And and uh, and and he's like, he's like, "It's we owe him." And you know, and it's kind of like the patriarch of this fam- family has spoken, and he doesn't always get to win, but in this case, she's like, "I don't like it." And she looks right at you, Paleus, and says, and if anything happens to either of them, I'm going to hold you personally responsible. Okay, I'll take that. And uh, 
He's like, he's like, and then we're gonna need someone to man the sails, and then we're gonna need, we're gonna need a lookout. Up. Well, I think I know just the guys, and uh, so, Tarot's like, follow me, Peleus. All right. And uh, um, so he starts going around to town. You start going through the uh, the town. You guys go out the back way and like the sort of the back street, and you start to go up the hill. And then instead of going like straight down to the other side, which was where where the uh, um, where the uh, uh, the ship was where you were last night, you as you get to the top of the hill, you take a left, and you start to go into a much more sort of a, a, a wooded. Uh, kind of area. Uh, it's not not super super thick like Laurelin with like huge huge trees, but it's definitely a little bit more um, uh, forest meets uh, 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 tropical jungle type of thing. And um, uh, you get to a certain spot, and then all of a sudden, you hear right behind you a uh, uh, a bow sort of like that being and. And you feel like an arrow in the back of your head. Oh, I think we found someone. And uh, and you hear the voice of Strolgon. You know, for an elf, you're awfully noisy. Yeah, I'll get that a lot. Yeah, I know. Well, half-elf, remember. So I think that's my human sword that's kind of loud and brash. Okay. And, uh, and you turn around, and it's, it's, it's your pal Strolgon, the wood elf. Um... Oh, Strogon. Um, and 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 uh, Tarid Tarid turns around and is like, Strog, come on, quit quit messing around. And you look back at Strogon and he's kind of like smirking or whatever. And he's like, he's like, what what can I do for you, gentlemen? I trust that your brother is still okay. Yeah, no, that uh, he's still good and all, but um, all seem to have challenged Roland the Red to a Grim Reaper, and my ship doesn't have a crew. I have not thought most things I'll do through, so we need some help. Are you in? Uh, a Grim Reaper. Uh, what? So I'm assuming. I'm assuming that I'm. What am I doing? Who 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 else is involved here? Well, we've got Terrid here. Mm-hmm. We've got Gromok. Okay, so they're likely cannons. And me. Let me guess. We're going to go get Dip next. I mean, that seems like the likely thing to do, yeah? That's All right. How, you're the only people I know. So he's lookout, which means I'm utility. All right. Well, anything to help out Tarot here. I owe him. Uh, well, let's let's go get Dip. All right. Yes. This crew's coming together. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and 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 uh he's like follow me and and strolgon just like turns around and now uh it's 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 him it's you it's gromok and uh and and Tarid, who was once leading the way is now bringing up the rear and you guys basically just come back the way you come they live on opposite sides of uh of town and like you go down uh, you, 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 you get right back to the same spot where you were up at the sort of top of the hill and you look to your left and you see the ships. You see, uh, uh, you see, uh, off in the distance sort of rolling the red and like his group of people, like they've made their way sort of back around, uh, through like the main sort of street and come around obviously like taking the scenic route and, uh, um, and they are now, you know, uh, walking back to the ships and, uh, uh strutting about. And you start to go down the uh, the other side of the hill into a much more thicker uh, uh, housed area, and uh, you get to what looks like a shack that is abandoned. And uh, um, Strolgon's like, uh, just don't touch anything. It's gonna be difficult. I'm very touchy. <laughs> And he kind of gives a little. Uh, very sort of syncopated knock. And uh, then you hear one back on the other side. And then in response, Strollgon. 
and uh, and uh, and the, then you hear a bunch of click, 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 and the door opens, and standing in front of you is Dip, the half elf, or the uh, the the half lean rather, and um, it's like ah, Strogon, so wonderful to see you, ah, and Terid, Gromok, and you Paleish, oh, you were quite wonderful last night. I have to tell you, what's going on here, gents? Well, Dip. All seem to have gotten myself into a bit of a situation. Oh, dear Lord. All right, come inside. Come inside. All right. And so he ushers everyone in, and you're in. The reason it looks like such a small shack is because, well, he's three foot. He's three feet tall. And so it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, basically a, a 10 by 10 room with very small things in it. And, uh, you know, you see, uh, you see a little, like, little twin size bed. With uh, in the in the upper left hand corner from uh, when you enter into the uh, the shack, upper left hand corner, there's a twin size bed with a um, you know with a with a chest next to it. Uh, uh, to the right, there's like a little kitchen area uh, with a you know he's got like a little little fireplace thing with a, with a. a uh, a kettle or, or you know like a cauldron sort of like over it's like it looks like there's like a stew or something uh being being made and he's got a tiny little table and a little throw a round throw rug like right in the middle of the of the place uh like right in the floor and he's like and Tarad and Gromog really have to duck and they kind of come in and they're just like kind of hunched over and they each try to kind of like find a corner he's like ah yeah right so we don't want uh, the prying ears of uh, everyone else around. Uh, so what's the problem here, Paleus? All right, well, I'll challenge Roland to a Grim Reaper. You did what? All right, I'll get it. You're mad. So far, that's the same reaction everyone else is having. <sighs> L- hear me out. All right, I'll need a crew on my ship, not a big one, and I'll need a lookout, and you're tiny, and my bird's nest is really tiny. Eh? <sighs> and it's, I feel like, you know, magic... Eh? I'm all sensing, <laughs> I'm sensing the magic. Uh, you're, you're sensing, you're sensing, uh, well, actually, you know what? Roll me a, roll See me, can, uh, what's that? See if I can figure out what class he is. I don't remember. Yeah. What, told me. what uh, I, I, I didn't. I just said he was a halfling. That's true. Yeah, roll me a roll me a perception, just like a. Okay. Okay, so four. Then you're definitely like holding your hands out like you were, like you were before, like doing the wax on wax off. Yeah. You're like magic, huh? I'm sensing it. Oh, you magical, huh? And he's like, no. All right, that's um, off, that's fine. But you seem very useful. You were very useful the other night. So, I could use you on my ship. I think you'd bring a lot to this team. All right. And you are all in? Is that is that what I'm in? You know, Tarot and Gromok and, uh, and Strogon, they all nod, but, like, Strogon kind of, like, rolls his eyes. Uh, and uh, he's like, ah. Well... It's not like I'm doing really much of anything else. So, if you'll excuse me, one second, please. And he's just sort of like in like, you know, is every, you would imagine his lounging attire. His smoking jacket. Yeah, his smoking jacket. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, 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 and so, so everyone, he's like, give me one second, please. And, uh, yeah, he, he, so you guys all go back out and everything and, you know, you hear like uh, some some moving around. You hear some wood shifting, and you hear like some clean clangs and of of, of of a few things. And then the door opens, and he's in full regalia that you saw. He's like he's got his he's got his robes. He's got his daggers. He's got you know uh, his belts with everything on. And he's like, yeah, all right, show. What ship are we manning? All right, we're gonna get a more ship called the Pale Lady. It's oh, that sounds docked. wonderful. Oh, well, thank you. It's docked just over there. It's a tawny ship. Uh, Terra, do you think we're going to need any more people for this, or do you think this tawny ragtag crew is going to do it? Well, based off of your boat, this should be sufficient. All right, perfect. Let's go get ourselves familiar with more ship okay. and our rules 
and what we're doing. Okay, so. Now, you you make it down to the, the smaller dock in which you were at, which is usually more like, you know, for skiffs and like more personal personal uh, boats and that sort of thing. And uh, um, you take them on board and you're, you're kind of showing them around the ship, uh, which, you know, is fairly easy because they can stand there and just look left to right and be like, it's not hard. It's not like it's like a, you know, yeah. it's not like a, a huge ship. pirate ship. Um, and uh, you you uh, bring the cannons from below. You know, you 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 get those ready because you don't normally just keep them on there. Um, uh, just because, you know, you normally travel by yourself. So it's easier for you to sort of be a navigator and like be, you know, a really sort of a, a badass uh, a ship driver than like, you know, running down there, trying to set up a cannon, then running back and all that sort of stuff. So you start putting uh, Tarid and Gromok through the paces of your like, uh, uh, of what the Grim, the Grim Reaper is going to entail. You're letting them know that uh, at one point uh, there are going to be targets in which uh, they are going to have to hit. Uh, then you break out the oars and you say then there's going to be uh, some maneuverability challenges in which we will have advantage on those as we have a smaller ship. Uh, we're going to have to uh, then you know, uh, go around the bend and turn back around. And then it's uh, going to be a long fire shot to a target distance, long, uh, you know, straight out in front of you. And then it's a race to the finish line, but in the race to the finish line. And you say, you know, it can get real wily near the end. It's going to get real catlocked. There's going to be claws that where taggers could probably going to hiss at us. <laughs> uh, we will likely get attacked. They have more cannons. They have more, uh, the, you know, their, their ship, uh, while bigger ours is, you know, ours technically, if we play our cards, right, can be faster. So we need the maneuverability and we need people on oars and we need people making the right cannons. Now, once we get into the, the home stretch, we're going to need to bring the cannon uh, 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 from uh, 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 Gromok's side over uh, to the, uh, depending on you know which side uh, that you guys are starting on in the bay, it could be Gromak or Tarid. Um, you're going to have to switch to make sure you're on both sides because if they start firing at us, we're going to need to like fire back at them. And essentially, a Grim Reaper is part obstacle course and who's a better sailor and you're essentially racing for pink slips. All right. <laughs> Real fast and the furious. Yep. Nice. Uh, so that's uh, that's uh, what a Grim Reaper is. So first off, there's the uh, there, there's the uh, an accuracy uh, in, in shooting uh, you know target uh, target thing. Then there's like the the ski slaloms basically. Uh, and, uh, you know, weaving in and out and doing, to, there's going to be, you know, markers out there for you guys to sort of go through. And then, like I said, you got to whip it around. And uh, uh, then this is where your crow's nest person comes in and they're going to have to give you really good directions. And you've got a long shot uh, cannon and you're going to have to nail that. And then, uh, and then yeah, it's, a, uh, it's an all-out battle to get to the finish line first. Most people end up sinking another person's ship. Payless, you know all this. I'm telling the listeners, uh, um, um, and and the uh, people lose ships all the time, and not just because, like you know, uh, uh, the rights in the deed of the ship is turned over. They still give those to the other person, but most of the time, it's because the ship ends up sinking to the bottom of the ocean. Um, so Payless. In, uh, uh, in in relaying all this, you guys spend uh, the rest of the day kind of going through drills just sort of in the harbor. Uh, you attract somewhat of a small crowd that, that, you know, as word spreads it of what you're doing, you know, people are, people recognize you as the guy who, you know, saved, uh, uh, you know, somebody in the, in the town square. Uh, the bread guy. I saved the baker. 
I was just going to say the bread guy actually brings you guys lunch. He brings Baked you, goods. uh, you know, some, some fresh bread and some, some cheeses and meats, like a little deli tray type of oh, thing. Nice. And, uh, so, so for your guys's lunch and, uh, uh, at this point now you feel fully re, uh, HP fully restored and nice. all the spell slots, you know, that took a little while, a bit longer to regenerate with how much you guys drank, but now you guys are feeling good exercising, working as a team. You as a captain are, are, uh, um, you as a captain have like, you know, getting them acquainted to what they need to do and just running them through drills. And surprisingly, you're very, very good. Uh, you know, when you have something to focus on, you're just, you're, you know, you're in it to win it. Pamela. All right, man, the sails, climb up in the bird's nest, get a good line of sight, measure distances, arm the cannons. Also, yeah. I passed out over there once. If you look over there, I've also passed out over there. Yeah, and then you say, you know, you tell the guys, like, let's take it for a dry run, and you sort of, like, you know, take it out of the harbor, and, uh, you know, and you take it out onto, um, you know, the opposite end of where you will be uh, tomorrow, and uh, just sort of, you know, to get them all used to, like, the waves actually moving and that sort of thing, and, and like, you know, you're running them through their drills now that once they had them just sort of, like, you know, lightly bobbing there in the in the in the bay. Now you take them out on the ocean, and you work them all day. Work them really, really hard after after lunch. And um, by the time you come back into uh, the harbor, the sun is starting to set, and very magically, it's just you know it's over the ocean. And Paleis, you're very wistful, and you feel actually very good about what's going on here because, like you, you know, Gromok's been working on a ship. Terry clearly has some skill. And you've uh, you've chosen well with uh, your utility players and your your uh, your your bird your crow's nest guy. All right, um, I like my chances. I like all chances. We'll think we're gonna beat Rolling the Red handedly tomorrow. Yeah, everyone's feeling pretty good. And uh, you uh, uh, the um, Dip and Strolgon they they split off from you uh, after you you know dismiss them, and then you Terrid and Gromak go back to the rusty tankard. Dinner rush is in full effect, and uh, uh, Grokok is like, "Little help, please." No, oh, yeah, no. And he he takes off his his pirate coat, and he still has the apron underneath. He's just never taking it off because yeah. he's just. <laughs> I'm so glad you remember. He's that. not very aware, and he's like, yeah. oh, "I'm ready for work." All right, so she's like. So you go back behind into the kitchen, and Tarid, uh, uh, Gromok starts bussing tables. Tarid starts taking out drinks to people at different tables and all that sort of stuff. And uh, um, and you know, you guys do dinner service, and and now it's just you know it's getting later. There's just some of the barflies that are around, you know, continuously, and and you uh, you three, Tarid uh, and Gromok and uh, Peleus are all sitting at the bar. Regaling Grogok of uh, of all of the stuff that you did today and how confident you feel, and while she still seems very annoyed, uh, she does seem actually somewhat uh, you know somewhat confident in your your abilities. Like you know, she doesn't seem as annoyed as she once was. She tells you all, uh, "You should you should uh, uh, you know get ready uh, for for tomorrow. Turn in early." Good day's rest. It's going to be very physically laborious. Right. Um, I will send. Uh, uh, I will send uh, 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 and Gromok uh, to you in the morning, Paleus. As I assuming you were sleeping on your ship. Uh, of course, it's the only place I can fall asleep. I'm just going to take this uh, little flask and we'll fill this up a little bit, and then I'm going to have a drink on the way. <laughs> Yeah, and that uh, that is the same flask that you used on the uh, um, on the island after Ashwin. So, your idea of a little flask is actually pretty much like a triple <laughs> a triple flask. Yep, that's it's, how I'll do it. It's it's very long and skinny, but it's definitely it's like if three normal flasks were stacked on top of each other. So uh, she allows you to fill it up, and because uh, she's starting to take a little bit of a shine too, she starts she she thinks you're kind of funny. Um, and so you make your way back to your ship. All right, what would you like to do once you're on your ship? Uh, Peleus is going to just kind of like uh, shuffle about in his cabin and look at various things because uh, he's a little drunk now because uh, he's been sipping all that sweet flask. And uh, he's going to make sure 
Uh, everything's looking uh, right and tight, ready, steady. All right, uh, roll me your perception. Twelve. No, ten. Ten. Okay. Um, then, because, uh, because it is your boat, the one thing I will say to you is that you get, you don't hear it because you didn't roll good enough, but you have a weird sort of just, it's like you're going through your stuff and all of a sudden you're like, it feels as though someone else is on my boat. But maybe it's just a passing thought. You don't know because you're not like technically really hearing footsteps. You just, you know this area very well and you're kind of like, hmm. I get a sense. I'm going to, Peleus is going to just kind of walk around and maybe go below deck. Okay. Because uh, he wants to check the cannons. Okay. Make sure they're they're ready to go tomorrow. And okay. then uh, he's going to look at like supplies and, and rations and all that stuff. Okay. So you go below deck and uh, you're, you're, you're looking through your, your cannons and uh, you only have two, but on either side you have two ports for them because you don't want four cannons because it it's too much weight and you mm-hmm. kind of like how fast your ship is. Yeah. You've got, uh, yeah, you're checking your supplies and you realize that, you know, some of like, you know, some of your supplies might be a little bit past their, their due date. Roll you might it. have to yeah, re- restock sense. up here. Uh, maybe go talk to the baker about your flour and, you know, maybe see if you can uh, trade some baking secrets with him because you really like that bread that he brought yesterday. Oh, he makes a sick-ass Roy. <laughs> And roll me another perception, because you're just like, you've got, you're just like, maybe this is what it is. Maybe I'm just forgetting something. Maybe I'm... Four. Okay. Then you, uh, then you're like, well, eh, it's time to go above deck. And, uh... Well, must be nothing. Time to sleep. And so you sort of, uh, climb up your little ladder and get above deck and unfortunately for you, uh, you're going to get a little sneak attack action happening with a uh, with a dagger. Uh-oh. And so this person is going to roll. Oh, God. Uh, eight to hit. Or, sorry, uh, uh, 12 to hit? Uh, you meet. Okay, so meets, beats. Yeah, uh, I rolled a four, but they have a plus eight to Jeez. the attack. Okay, so, and then I think with sneak attack, I think, uh, attack if you have it. Oh, and I have advantage on the attack roll anyway. Um, okay, so now I have to roll a 1d4 plus five piercing damage. So you take nine piercing damage. Uh, he, uh, you, you come up, uh, and you're like, oh. So let's see. I need supplies for 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 the bread, and like you're ticking it off as you start to like walk back, and you don't realize the person that has sort of been like behind the the center mast, and has just sort of been like, you know, as you walk towards it, he was on the opposite side, and then as you walk by, he just sort of went around to the other side and come up behind you. And just boom, right between the right side of your ribs, and just whoosh, and wrenches it in there. Mm, all right, yeah, no, that's not cool. Uh, and he pulls it out, and then pushes you forward. And uh, uh, make me make me a Constitution check real quick to see if you stay standing. See how much how much that that thing in the ribs messed uh, you. Seventeen. All right, you stay standing. You you like you like. It's kind of like, you know, like when you uh, when you stub your toe and then like you kind of like do the little skip thing. You're like, oh, and but you're holding your ribs and you turn around and you're like, you know, and and now you see a very shadowy figure uh, hood up, dark robes. Couldn't look more so assassin. And he's like, okay. you're not he's like, you're not racing tomorrow. Oh, Roland well. doesn't want you to. 
bring any sort of hope to these people, so I hope you're prepared to die. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting the whole killing thing. Yeah, no, it's it's very obvious what you're trying to do. All right. Uh, I'm going to shoot a scorching ray at him. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's three rays of fire, so I make a, an attack for each one. Okay. Do you want an extra 20? Huh? Do you want an extra 20? Um, hold on, let me just double check this. We got a 16, a 15, and a 9. Okay, do you add anything to this? No, those are that's that's it. I added them. Okay, one hits. Nice. Um, so that's a two d six fire damage. Oh, nice. So it takes nine. Oh boy. We're I'll... just gonna trade blows. All right. Can I have your my Paleus dice? I gotta kill you with it. All right, good luck, sucker. <laughs> All right, and so you said nine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, um, so what is it? A ball of fire comes out of your hand, or yeah, there's uh, rays of fire. It's a ray okay, of fire. so uh, a ray of fire. It just look kind. Of, it almost looks like a, a what would be like a flashlight beam turning on, and then but it like zooms out, and then it's like the flashlight turns off, but like the end of the ray ends up catching up as it hits this person. You know, sort of a, it doesn't look like a ball of flame or anything like that. It just looks like, you know, uh, heat vision or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, um, and, and it, and it hits this person, it knocks them back and they're sort of like patting out their clothes. And, uh, and, uh, and he kind of chuckles. He's like, oh, all right. And then without, uh, without notice. Let's see here. Yep, eighteen to hit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he pulls out his short bow and just all of a sudden, like off his back, and just and um, two plus seven damage. So nine. Oh uh, no, seven total. Oh, okay. All right. Seven damage. Uh, uh, hit you. Okay. And it, uh, this arrow just goes like right through, right through, uh, is Paleus right or left-handed? Uh, he would be right-handed. Okay. So it goes through your left side, uh, uh, right through like the, the, right underneath the, uh, um, what is this? Uh, your collarbone? 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 Yeah. Right underneath the collarbone, you just feel it kind of like hit the bone a little bit, but it goes out, it's clean through the other side. And uh, you're like, oh, boy. Oh, that hurt. All right, I didn't like that at all. Okay. All right, here we go. Okay. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. All right. <laughs> okay. Worse for the way. Worse for the way. Worse for the way. I'm going to cast a magic missile on him. Nice. I'm going to shoot all three darts. And, uh, yeah, and I'll deal the damage. Okay. So that's it. Do you have a D4 I can borrow? Yeah. Paleus D4. So 10 damage. Okay. He's going to use his reaction of uncanny dodge. When an attacker that you can see hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to have the attack's damage against you. So how much was it? It was 9. Okay. No, 10. It was 10 damage. Okay, so 5 damage oh good um uh once again you you hit him with some magic and you know and and he, he he's oh, 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 oh. and he and, and he gets uh he gets lit up with these magic missiles and uh he's like all right no more screwing around and i would say let's see here i would say that your boat is probably what no longer than 25 feet ish Mm, yeah, maybe. Probably. It's pretty small. Sure. And uh, um, so he's going to take out um, his short sword and his dagger to engage two weapon fighting. All right. And he's going to charge at you using about 15 feet of movement speed. 
and he's uh, um, and he's going to he's going to swing at you. Let's see here, bollocks. Eleven with the short sword, so he misses. So he swings, and it's like you know you duck out of the way, but he's going to take his bonus action to try to stab you again in the uh, uh, in the same side your your right side with his left hand. Um, ah, roll a ten. Uh, he that magic missile, like as he was starting to move, um, he was starting to move as he was uh, taking the stuff out. The magic missile hit him; it kind of threw him off his game, and so like he swung. And then he swung over your head because you ducked with his right hand. And as you start to come back up, he like went to like you know stab you. He's got the he's holding the dagger upside down, so so the so the the blade is facing the ground, uh, and he swings through. And then like you just sort of jump back, and uh, now he's like in a defensive stance with the sword up, you know, by his right ear and the dagger out in front pointing at you. And that's his turn. And now he's right in front of you. <laughs> he's not. He's not happy. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna cast. Uh, I'm gonna cast shatter. Okay. A sudden loud ringing noise, painfully intense, erupts from a point of your choice within range. Each creature in a ten foot radius sphere center on that point must make a Constitution saving throw. Oh boy. Okay. You gotta beat fifteen. Okay. Five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have a D8? Uh, yeah. Six damage. Six thundered lightning damage. So what does it do exactly? It's like a loud, sharp pain erupts. Mm-hmm. And anyone in that who doesn't save in the Constitution saving throw takes lightning damage. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, all of a sudden, like, he, he, he hears this uh, high-pitched noise, high-pitched sound, and it just in his head, and he, he's like... He uh, uh, he's like he, holding his his weapons in his hands. Still brings his hands up to his ears, and he's trying to like make it stop or try to. And he's not doing well, and so he's uh, uh, super mad. And he's gonna just swing at you again. Um, with it, he's gonna like run forward and charge at you. And uh, seventeen hits for the mm-hmm. sword, and a. Nerds, a ten does not hit for the bonus action of the dagger. So, uh, for the sword, um, for the sword, he uh, he he comes running at you, and he just gives you a big old hack, and uh, and and slices you right across the chest there, and uh, uh, you take seven slashing damage. Owie. And uh, he slashes you right across, and he's like standing there now in a different defensive uh, pose. And uh, you know he's got uh, the sword sort of behind him with his right arm underneath, it, almost like uh, the left elbow is resting on his forearm, and it's like got it so he could like come out forward and just like stab at you with the dagger, like if you came in too close. You're up, Haleys. All right, I'm gonna cast a lightning bolt, hundred <laughs> foot long, straight in front of me. It's oh, a God. it's a deck. We all know how. <laughs> This worked last time you mobbed 30 people with it. It's a dex it. saving throw. Okay. Uh, what do I get to beat? Uh, 15. Oh, woof. Plus my dex. Uh, nope, 13. Ah, yes! I got a plus five to it. <laughs> All right. Uh, 8 D6. So do you have a couple D6 I can use? <laughs> if you tell me the numbers, I'll start adding them up for you. Paleus is like, uh, more up. You don't want to play around? Well, neither do I. (laughs) 16, holy crap, dude. (laughs) So 30 points of damage. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so unlike last time, uh, where like you you sent out this line of lightning and it seemed to like it go above people and then as it was going to put it like zip down, zip down, zip down. Uh, since he's fairly close, you know he's within you know melee attack range of five feet. Uh, you just uh, like it—it's not as cool looking visually, but it just like zips out and like right above his head, just almost immediately. And just like this fat thing of lightning that's as you know is you know as big and around as like a normal you know 
semi, you know, in shape six foot two mm-hmm. human being just comes right down on him and and you know and you just yeah uh, you just see this guy and he he like he's smoking uh, afterwards like his you know there's smoke coming off of him and he's he's looking a little bit worse for the wear and uh, he's going to just try to swing at you with his sword again and you did a number on him because he's tired and with uh, with <laughs> Even with if, even with his plus five, he only got a ten. So he like comes in with you, and uh, yeah, the, holding those two metal <laughs> dagger and sword does not work out well for him. And he like kind of stumbles and just like wildly swings at you, and he doesn't even get close to you. And now he's just pretty much like right in front of you. All right, I'm going to uh, I'm going to shoot chromatic orb at him. Okay. Uh, which I have to make a range of doing spell. Okay. So 20, not natural. Nailed him. Uh, and I get to choose the type of damage. So... Uh, is murder a type of damage? Is murder a damage? <laughs> I choose murder. Uh, no, I'll choose a acid for funsies. So this one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's this one. Okay. Uh, so 13 damage. Okay. Uh, so, uh, what is it? Shoot out of your hand? I shoot a little tiny four-inch diameter sphere. Okay. Of acid at him. Okay, <laughs> so you you shoot this four-inch sphere of acid right at him. Uh, would you like to say anything to him? Yeah, suck my acid. All right, and you shoot it right at his face, and it hits, and it, like, sort of pops, and he's confused for a second, and then all of a sudden it's like his face starts to melt. And, like, his skin melts right off, and you see the bone, but then also the bone starts to crumble, and it just goes all the way down. His clothes are gone. His skin is it. And now, you know, within about ten seconds, in front of you is just a uh, pile of gloop sitting in front of you. And the assassin sent by who knows? I don't know. You, you don't know. Well, I'm pretty sure this was Roland. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> the only person who definitely wants me dead right now. <laughs> but uh, he is no more. He's a big old pile of goop. And on that spell casting and exciting ending, that's where we leave it for this week. Ladies and gents, Paleus, kicking some butt, training some teams, taking some names. I've been your host and DM of this uh, Paleus one-shot Across from me is... Dash as Paleus Eoner. Grab your swords and keep on adventuring. Follow us across all platforms with Chaotic Amateurs. Please subscribe, rate, and review our show on your podcast app of choice to help us climb the charts and find new adventurers. Or become a patron on Patreon to help our heroes continue their quest. Thank you for listening to Chaotic Amateurs. Chaotic Amateurs.